Dragon A running on and probably all the fence in the straight at the 150. It's Armory, Sir Dragon A coming at Armory, Armory and Sir Dragon A. Sir Dragon A takes the lead, coming clear and joins a century of legends. It's Enthar at the 200 metres from General Bow. Finance Tycoon ingratiating running on. Enthar has a fight. General Bow coming out of Finance Tycoon ingratiating. And Artorius is flying at the 50. Artorius pounces, bombs them and wins. Classic legend for uh, the grey flash is starting to cut loose. Here he comes. Classic legend storms to the front and kicked away. The grey flash is now an Everest legend. G'day partners, welcome to this week's episode of Bet With Brillings, what will be a review podcast that we'll be doing going forward. Uh, we're looking at uh, a Monday or Tuesday getting the, the, the pod out for you, uh, just to go over the weekend of racing that's that's been, um, following from our, our preview of that weekend, um, talk about the races that have gone through, uh, the winners, the losers, whatnot. Um, have a look at horses to follow, etc. Maybe ones you want to throw in the bin or, or races that we don't think will really be strong form lines and, and races to follow going forward. Um, in doing that review um, and giving our opinions, we'll be looking at the sectionals um, of those races, uh, so the times that the horses are running, as well as uh, as well as looking at their benchmark rating. So. Uh, whether they were five lengths below benchmark or 7,000 lengths above benchmark, whatever it might be, um, and using that as a guide to, to how the race was run and how it played out, uh, why a certain horse has been able to win in a, in a certain fashion or something like that. So uh, I'll be covering, we'll be covering that every week. I will be joined by Jared Fish, our Sydney writer, uh, who can't do it this week just because of time constraints with work. Um, we'll be looking at our best bets from the week before. We'll be going through star performers, right of the week, all that kind of business as well. So we're going to be looking at, uh, obviously, Blue Diamond Stakes Day, uh, where we had the Futurity Oakley Plate, uh, the Peter Young going towards an Australian Cup. And then, obviously, in Sydney, there was the, uh, the Hobartville Stakes, uh, a Group 2 level. Uh, the Silver Slipper Stakes and, and Parramatta Cup at, at Rose Hill. So a couple of bits and pieces that we're going to go through there. Um, starting off with our best bet of the day, uh, Jared Fish for us yeah, had home affairs in the Silver Slipper, which was able to get home, which is great to see for Fish and anyone that was able to get on that. Um, and I started the day pretty well with Defibrillate in the Mornington Cup which was a bit of a scary watch for a minute there, but he got home, which was good. No more dead heats there. Um, I'll gloss over Sydney because I haven't had a great deal of time to look at that, and that's something that, that Jared Fish will be looking at a lot of. Um, some fairly well-run races. Looking at the required benchmarks for the day, so even in the first two races... They were inside three lengths of their benchmark, so uh, only 2.9 lengths below benchmark in the first and 2.3 in the second. I mean, they were a benchmark 78 and a, a, a tab highway, um, so obviously not great rating races, but uh, 
just shows that that horses were able to were able to to get through their work really well and ran a really good time and and what was I believe close to a heavy track at the start and then upgraded to a soft six. They looking at the benchmarks, they still got they definitely got the best running of the track there. Uh, I think the silver slipper stakes will be formed that you can definitely follow, uh, being just inside of four lengths below the benchmark. Uh, and the Hobartville as well. They did go out and come home, I wouldn't say overly slow. They came out just below average four-point lengths, uh, 4.4 lengths slower than benchmark average to the 600 metres and then 3.9 home. Um, so you can definitely follow those races there as well. I think uh, a couple of other ones will be uh, the last race, uh, which was a benchmark 78. Uh, over 1,400 metres, uh, went out 1.9 lengths slower than benchmark to the 600 and then 1.9 below in the last 600. So there's a little bit of their punters. I think one that you can definitely throw in the bin though was race three, uh, 5.4 lengths below benchmark to the 600 and then 4.6 from the 600 metres home. Uh, looks like on paper was the worst race of the day. Going through and looking at uh, Caulfield, and this might be a great a great segue into it, one of the worst uh, races on the day, just looking at their benchmarks and, and times was race one, which was the Mornington Cup prelude. Now, they went out 6.3 lengths below standard to the 600 metres, which was where Defibrillate was able to get his drag into the race and really hit the line hard, uh, which I'm more than happy. Or I expected it would be a slowly run race and that was what we got and, and the best bet got home. So you can see in the last 600 metres that we're only four, four lengths below the benchmark average um, but found a bit obviously there and um, in getting home a little bit quicker. The Futurity, the Oakley Plate and the Peter Young uh, where Probabile won the Futurity, there was a dead heat between Celebrity Queen and Portland Sky, and then Parody took out the Petty Young. Uh, they were all fairly slowly run as well, between seven and nine lengths below benchmarks of the 600 metres, and then between 4.4 and five lengths below benchmark from the 600 metres home. I think some races that have rated really well um, are the... Uh, the Armanasco Stakes, the Mannerism, and then the Blue Diamond was, as we all saw, if you watched the race or were watching the race live, was a really fast run race, a really good race. Uh, and I will talk about that a little bit more shortly, that race specifically. But they went out 2.9 lengths below standard and came home 2.2 lengths below. So they were five lengths below standard for the race overall. Um, I still think that was a really fast run race there, which was what we expected. Now, looking at race one, like I said, they went out quite slow. Defibrillate was able to get home for the win. I thought that Aussie Nugget and Dawson Diva were held up really poorly, in, and, and especially Aussie Nugget, uh, especially when you look at the sectionals, hit the line really well. So I think Aussie Nugget would get 2,000 metres plus quite easily in and might be a horse to follow there. Um, would definitely need probably a slowly run race again. Um, 
and them would obviously need to be staying out of traffic. Race two was quite a slow race again as well. Uh, 5.6 lengths, sorry, 5.6 lengths below the average benchmark to the 600 and then 3.6 home. I thought Valaquenta worked quite well in, in that race. Um, so might be one to follow out of there. I believe that, and I'm just double checking this here on my end, The Valaquenta was coming off a massive break in that race. Um, so to do that kind of, to from what I saw looking at the race, uh, to do that kind of work quite late, which was was really good and a good sign. Um, Oxley Road is one that I want to talk about, winning by almost two lengths over its our time. First race was, I believe the form guide says a heavy, but uh, the numbers will say that it was around a soft six or a soft seven at uh, Flemington on Rapid Racing Day. I don't think we've seen the best of this horse yet. So Oxley Road is definitely one to follow going forward. Um, I think there might be some articles on racing.com about Peter Moody targeting him towards a group one, um, whether that might be uh, something like a, and the name of the race is now escaping me, a Coolmore stud, uh, because he's a three-year-old cult that would obviously raise his value immensely. Um, or not, I'm not entirely sure, but that article is out there for the punters to see. Race three was, was average again, but one of the better racing, racing races of the day. Um, they really did come home quite quickly, the three-year-old fillies. The biggest talking point, I think, coming out of this one, uh, so obviously, yes, baby, yes, got the win, Malacorn second. So Jiki really outran her SP coming third, and Impecunious was fourth. So they were all within half a length of each other, which normally I would sort of look at and, and think that I'm ready to throw that race in the bin. We really don't know how good these horses are, especially considering Malicorn started $4 in the market and Shojiki was 19 and they finished within 0.2 of a length of each other. But Malicorn was 0.1 of a length off La Mexicana the start before. So I think that's a really good form reference, this race going forward, if you're looking at the top four there. Now, going forward to uh, race four was the mannerism for the mares. Uh, went out 4.7 lengths slower and came home 3.2 lengths. I think in this one, Sovereign Award really over-raced and that was why you saw a drop out there later. That could be the Jamie Carr factor since she's been riding in such great form. Um, Maybe Sovereign Award, if you'd seen her last prep, she ran incredibly well uh, under Jamie Carr, and that might be the issue there. I don't know. Uh, Rich Hips was the winner, flashing home late to get that one. I think Lunicorn worked really well, and one that you can follow, even though Moonlight Maid was last, her best work was through the line and after it. She will be definitely looking for further. I think 1,400 metres is short of her best especially considering when you go back and look in the form guide, she's the winner of a, an Edward Manifold 1,600 metres and then got out to uh, VRC Oaks distance and finished third. Um, it was five lengths off Miami bound, but Miami bound's gone since the run in a Melbourne Cup. So I think that Moonlight Maid is one that you can follow there. 
race five, which was the Autumn Classic, I think this is a really good race to follow. Uh, for the number 11 Butter Chicken in her third start, she's just about won this race. Looking at the sectionals, uh, sorry, looking at the, the benchmarks, they went out 5.5 lengths slower and, and came home three point lengths slower in the first 600 to the last six, uh, sorry, to the 600 and then the last 600. Um, but I thought in her third start, she was really good. And, and beating the likes of Milton Park and Young Weather Home, who I think is already looking for further, um, I think that Butter Chicken is one that you can definitely throw in your black books. And, and that was something that I wrote about last night in our Monday Black Bookers. Uh, race six was the futurity where Probabir was able to get the chockies for a lot of punters. Uh, from memory, she was really well supported in the market. Having a look at that race, um, I think you can definitely follow Arcadia Queen when you're looking at an all-star mile. Uh, Probabil will be there as well, but I think Arcadia Queen, as we all know, is much better suited to 1,600 metres over Probabil, who has the win at 1,600 metres. Um, but I just think that, that you definitely want to follow Arcadia Queen there. And I also think Mr Quickie running uh, third with an SP of $17. Um, I think you can definitely follow him as well, as, especially as long as Jamie Carr sticks on. Um, I think he's got a really good race in his prep coming up. Uh, a mile maybe out to 1,800 metres now. He was a, a winner over a mile last prep, uh, but maybe even 1,800 metres he might get, um, which would be really good to see. Race seven was the Blue Diamond, and as we know, that was quite a fast-run race. I think the biggest talking points for myself, the way that I've seen this race going forward, I think you can follow every horse that's finished in front of and including Jigsaw. Um, maybe Hotatsu in a, in a VRC size uh, would be one to follow. Um, I think Arcaded was incredibly disappointing as my best bet of uh, the race. Um, but I was able to get myself out of trouble there and I'll go into that in a minute. Um, Enthar looks like at this stage a 1,000 metre horse, maybe 1,100 metres, absolute tops, um, which was where she was able to get her win the start. Uh, no, that was not the start prior. That was 1,000 metres as well. Let me double check that. Sorry, partners. Yeah, 1,000 metres both of her starts. Um, she might push 1,100, but I think this, her undoing in the in the Blue Diamond was getting caught up in a bit of a speed battle with the boys, um, and that was what ultimately brought her undone. Uh, Animo, I think, is already looking for 1,400 metres plus. I thought his best line was in – his best work was in the last 200 metres to the line and then after – uh, I think in in his prep, if he'd started a race later, so he'd put in his work on Blue Diamond Day that he did in the uh, prelude for the Colts and Geldings, I think we might have seen him go a lot closer than two and a half lengths to the eventual winner who was Artorius. Now, for anyone that followed uh, Brilliance for the week, I did a runner-by-runner runner there and, and my... Uh, 
Uh, next best, my danger bet for the 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 race, Artorias was able to get the chockies, which was really good for anyone that followed that. I certainly didn't have enough on him. Going forward to something like a golden slipper for this race, I'm really not sure whether this will be any good a form line. And the reason for that is so many times you run a golden slipper, you get a really rain-affected track at Rose Hill. And whether any of these horses are going to be able to handle that, I just don't know. Um, I wouldn't say put a pen through it, punters, but I would say maybe be cautious of that. Race eight was the Oakley Plate where we had a dead heat in a group one, which I never thought I would see. Um, Celebrity Queen and Portland Sky uh, dead heated there. It was quite a fast run race. Um, Camel Parser came third. Brooklyn Hustle and Dirty Work really flashed late, which I thought was really good work. You can definitely follow uh, Camel Parser, Brooklyn Hustle and Dirty Work. Celebrity Queen nearly snatching defeat from the uh, victory from the jaws of defeat, I should say, um, was incredible. And Portland Sky, I'm not sure, would get much further than 1,100 metres. Um, he did beat Asar and Tagaloa in the Manfred uh, over 1,200 metres, but I think that Matt Laurie's really working out that he's maybe maybe even a 1,000 metre, 1,100 metre horse at the moment. Um, so there's some to follow there. Race nine is quite, quite an interesting one working towards an Australian Cup. Um, I think that from the Mornington Cup, a horse like Defibrillate could go to the Australian Cup and run quite well. Um, but I'm following non-conformist, uh, shared ambition and steel prints out of this one. Heimsman, I think, might need a bit more of a rain-affected track to run better, um, which was where a lot of the market support was given his first up run last prep. Um, and that's certainly why I... I had tipped him and backed him. Parody was very good to win, but I think she was set up by the pace of the race. They went out 7.2 lengths below standard to the 600. So um, I think for a horse that's generally more of a backbarker, she was able to sit up behind the pace and then just take off from there. Um, I think she got an absolute PR there. Um, but non-conformist work heading towards a, an Australian Cup, I should say, looked really good. Um, and I think Shannon Bisham was really good as well. Uh, moving on, um, I've got my star performer of the week. Um, that definitely goes to Artorias. Um, the race wasn't run above benchmark standard, but it was, according to the benchmarks, the closest of the day. So, like I said before, 2.9 lengths below standard to the 600 metres and then 2.2 home. He certainly flashed home late and the numbers are quite good coming out of that. I'm giving my ride of the week to T.O. Nugent on Portland Sky uh, for getting, firstly, his group one of his, his riding career, uh, which is really good to see. But the way that he kept Portland Sky behind that really fast pace that Ancestry and then Anders from out wide had set and was able to keep pushing him to the line coming home was really, really good to see. And, and I'll stick my hand up and say sorry for this one. 
punters because I'd actually thrown him in the black book after his run in the Manfred. And I hadn't whacked up anything on social media about that. And that's my fault. I'm sorry. I'd actually completely forgotten that I'd put him in as a black booker. Um, but his ride on Portland Sky was absolutely incredible. So without Jared Fish being here, that's about all I've got for the review for this week. Um, just going back and having a look, I think that some races that you can definitely follow are the Armanasco, the Mannerism, um, the Futurity, I would be taking Celebrity Queen over Probabil heading towards an all-star mile. I think nonconformist's work in Eddie Young was really good moving towards an Australian Cup. Um, and then in the Oakley Plate, Celebrity Queen, Camel Parson and Brooklyn Hustle all really good. So, um, so that's what I've been able to find there. Uh, like I said a bit earlier, if you do have any feedback for us, thoughts, feelings, opinions, anything like that, absolutely send it through Facebook and Instagram, um, whether it's to the page or, or to myself, Jared Fish, um, anyone there. Uh, we definitely want to hear it. We want to, we want to keep improving and we are still learning and improving. Um, so your feedback is definitely taken on board. Um, and we're always looking at, at how to implement it, how we can implement it, things like that. So definitely send it through. Uh, thank you for listening to this weekend's, this week's uh, review. Uh, Jared Fish and I will be doing uh, the preview for the Australian Guineas uh, weekend, uh, which is coming up at, at Flemington. And then I believe it is Chipping Norton Day uh, at Ramwick. So we've got a massive preview podcast coming up there. Um, we'll be going through all of those races and then uh, best bets, whatnot, uh, going through there. So Stay tuned, punters. Thank you for having a listen, and I will see you on Thursday or Friday. Uh, I, I might get the pot out on, on Friday uh, for a preview of the racing coming up. Cheers, punters.